we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on, let's begin. This is episode number 65. Not sure if there's going to be a 66, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today, and we're switching it up a little bit. Today is part interview, part regular show. Chris Comfort, a.k.a. Cheer Boy Mom from TikTok, joins us on today's show. So we'll get to know Chris a little bit, her athletes, her explosion on social media, but she'll also play co-host and we'll get to the things that you guys know and love, like the question of the week, what's popping with the parents? And Chris also got to go to both All-Star Worlds and the Summit this year and compares the two. Overall, this was a great episode, a great conversation. I'm excited for you guys to listen. But before we get into that, spread the love and share this podcast. Share it with a new coach at your gym. Try to help them understand All-Star Cheer a little bit more. Share it with a mom in your gym who thinks she knows everything. Some of you guys are wondering, did so-and-so share this with me because they think I'm a know-it-all? Maybe. Also, a great way to support the channel is to fill out the survey in the show notes. Those are going to help make this show turn into something that you guys truly enjoy. If you're new, welcome. I'm so glad that you are tuning in, so allow me to introduce myself. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of this microphone is a real life cheer mom who represents you parent listeners. You've seen her on TikTok. You've seen her on Facebook. Chris Comfort, aka the cheer boy mom. Chris, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. I'm so excited to be here. I'm I'm super excited. I remember, you know, I just saw you. We just got in contact with each other. You're Video, one of your videos had gone like super viral, or at least viral to us, yes. explaining the new varsity score sheet and why, right. you know, why your daughter might not make the team she wants to make, or why your son might, might might not make the team he wants to make. And I thought you did such a great job explaining it because I actually explained it to our parents the night before on one of our Facebook lives. And after I saw yours, I was like, "Oh, this is way better than what I said." So I. <laughs> I got the link, sent it out, and I saw that it was because I saw it on Facebook and I saw the little like TikTok, yeah, like I someone had downloaded it from TikTok. It had gotten shared on Facebook until three days after it got shared. So that was a whole surprise to me also. Um, my TikToks tend to do pretty well, but that one left TikTok and went out into the universe. <laughs> Yeah. And it, I mean, it had like 600 shares on it. I was like 600 shares. And so, yeah, I, I remember watching it and I posted it on, on, on one of our coaches pages and someone had said like, how are you explaining the new changes to the parents? And I said, well, I actually sent a video that a mom did. And I was like, yes, a mom made the video. I was like, she explained it. It was perfect. And I sent that out to our parents and everyone's like, you know, what's the video. So then people are reposting it on there. So, you know, I followed you on TikTok, saw you had tons of stuff there, followed you on Instagram, and then you DM me on Instagram, and apparently yes. we had a connection before. 
So I actually took classes from you at the 2019 Varsity University. And there we go. I had a little bit of a fangirl moment, Jason, because your the notes I took during your class, I still refer back to those. Like I think it was one about when planning your practice season, like you work backwards instead of working forwards. And that was just such a revelation to me when it comes to, oh my gosh, like all things should work this way. Start with your goal and work backwards. Don't try to work from the beginning to the end. That I, that is what I pull most often out of all my varsity university stuff. And so I, I was like, oh my gosh, Jason Larkin just followed me. <laughs> my son was like, I'm what mom? What? What's happening? Yeah. But, that's cool. Yeah. 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 You've got to start, start with the goal in mind, work your yep. way backwards all the way until you get to today. And it's my bread and butter, like, you know, everything I do, I'm like, okay, so then what do I need to do before that? And what do I need to do before that? And what do I need to do? Yeah. It's like, it's really my bread and butter. So go ahead and explain to our audience, you know, who you are, you know, you know, everything about, you know, the gym, the kids, the, you know, the TikTok, everything. I am a mom first and foremost, but I came to cheerleading in a very, very, very odd way. I was a varsity cheerleader in high school, except I was the mascot. And then I did mascot (laughs) work in college up to the point where I was actually a professional mascot for years And I ran a very large mascot group in Atlanta, which is where uh, we currently are from. So I did things that like Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Braves, Atlanta United, like the big type things. Uh, In that, I also was a cheerleading coach for both high school and recreational cheer. I'd never done competition cheer. Um, My son... My middle son, he's 20 now, but when he was a freshman in high school, he woke up one morning and said, hey, mom, I think maybe I want to try cheerleading. And we literally fell into it like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like to have lots of information. I like to be an educated person. So from his first year on All-Star Cheer, I actually was a registered USASF coach. I got the background check. I did the concussion training, the safe sport training, all the stuff that coaches take. Um, And I have maintained that every season. That's something I do for me. I went to Varsity University. I read. I take the classes. Um, It was always funny because parents who'd been doing this a lot longer than I had would come up to me after performances, after they compete and be like, okay, did you see anything? Like, what happened? How did they do? So when the pandemic happened and we all got stuck at home, I downloaded TikTok like I think many of us did. All of and it. I, Th- that's the reason why yeah. the podcast exists because yeah. right. I downloaded TikTok and it was like, I downloaded TikTok during the pandemic and was like, yes. yeah, you're right. I need to do something with my life. All right, podcast. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, no, that's, that's exactly it. So I was looking and it always struck me that if you were a parent – and your kid decided they wanted to play baseball or soccer or football or even lacrosse, even if you had never played that sport before, you understood what was going on. You could be an active, good, 
fan and supporter of your child because you understood the basics of the sport. Nobody understands that about competitive cheer. Parents mm-hmm. didn't understand the basics. And it's hard to support somebody when they don't even understand, you don't understand what's actually happening. So I started a series called Learn About Cheer. And I don't even know how many parts it has now. Um, I used to try and keep track. Now it's kind of like so many parts. And that's kind of how it began. Uh, this one happened to go viral. Um, but I have about two years worth of this is what levels mean. This is what a division means. This is the difference between D1 and D2, those basic things. So hopefully a parent can appreciate the work that the coach is doing and appreciate the things their kids are doing on stage and on the mat and better be able to support their kid. So that's kind of where it all came from. And then um, I always say I was lucky that while I have four competitive cheerleaders now, I started with a boy. So Mm -hmm. I got to enjoy learning about it before I had to deal with hair and makeup and drama. (laughs) Right. (laughs) My kid, I could roll out of bed, brush his hair and throw him out. And I didn't have to worry about anything else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's actually really, that's like a really good point, right? That's really good. All right. So tell me about uh, the gym you're at and, and about your kids. So I am, we, well, Currently, we are traveling around the United States in an RV. So we have taken that dreaded year off of cheer that people say don't take. Um, But my oldest son who cheers, I have eight children. Um, Five of them are over the age of 20. Four still live at home. So the four that live at home all cheer. The 20-year-old is the one that started it. His name is Carter. He is actually a coach with Star Athletics in Atlanta. Um, he's been coaching there for three years, two seasons ago, the first COVID year after COVID was his super senior year. Um, so he did get to do one year after the pandemic, thank goodness. And then he coached last year and is coaching this year. So he is there. Our three younger kids, my youngest daughter is seven. She has coached, or excuse me, she has cheered for three years on tiny teams, um, my next one is a boy. He's nine. He, very exciting. He was on a tiny team his first year, but he's actually done two years on a mini team. So I think that's a, mm-hmm. that's a fun jump to go from tiny yeah. to mini. Uh, and he actually flew last year, which of course is super exciting for a little boy when they get to fly in the air. <laughs> and then there my daughter is 13. So she has cross-teamed every year. Uh, I always said it was easier because my coaching son was going to go up to the gym every day anyway, just send her Mm -hmm. along. Last year, she was on a J3 and an S3 team. So she was a junior three and a senior three. Um, And yeah, she's a flyer, uh, mostly because she's 13 and still wears size seven, eight clothes. So when I say she's tiny, I mean, she is legitimately tiny. Um, so those are, those are my kids. We are going back to Star Athletics Atlanta. Um, it is our home. We have been with those coaches our entire cheer career. Uh, the coach that Carter learned how to coach from, it was the coach his first season he ever cheered. So that, that yep. is, you know, we talk about cheer being a business, cheer being a family, all of that kind of stuff. But for us, they really are our yep. family. 
Um, I was the private supervisor, which just meant, you know, we never allow coaches to have privates alone in the gym. Mm -hmm. So on Fridays and sometimes Saturdays when someone would need to be at the front desk, I was at the front desk during this first season. And then the second season uh, at Star, they're going into their third season as a gym. The second season, I was a team rep. And then um, I was lucky to have coaches of the team that I was a team rep for that understood my love for learning, my desire to understand. Uh, My dream is to coach tinies and minis and that cheer fundamentals program. And also to become able to coach a cheer abilities team. That's what I want to do as a coach. So, so I'm kind of a mom who would like to be a coach again, back out there. (laughs) Aren't all moms, don't all moms have aspirations of coaching? <laughs> yes, yes. I, right. I would like to coach other people's children, not just my own. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so, and what I really like about your channel, and we're going to get into like the regular part of the show here soon, but what I really like about your channel is that you do a great job educating, you know, the families on you. Because like you said, there's so much about cheer that's just you know, that that people just yeah. don't know, right? It's really hard for coaches to understand, let alone parents who aren't really in it every single day. So you oh, do a great job it. with that. So we're going to hop into the education part of the program and we're going to get to Woo-hoo! our Sounds Like That question of the week. Sounds Like That is the official music producer for the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. So if you need fire music like American Cheer or our Sounds Like That opening, our Sounds Like That opening, our Let's Talk Cheer opening, then go to soundslikethat.com and uh, reach out. Tell them Jason sent you, Let's Talk Cheer sent you. KC does our music, so he's the man. All right, Chris, you have our question of the week, right? Yes, I do. So this question comes from a listener of the show. It says they're new to all-star coaching, although they were an all-star athlete for 13 years. They regained their love of cheer and began their all-star coaching career this past season. Um, What advice would you give to a newer coach, not new to the sport, but new to all-star coaching world? Where is the best place or places to get training, education, and information? What are things you wish you knew earlier in your coaching career, and what decisions or lessons would you go back and change? Great question. So here we go. So this this coach, brand new to the sport, or not to the sport, brand new to coaching, been in the sport for, you know, over a decade and want to know, okay, I know about cheerleading. I know nothing about coaching. How can I actually, you know, figure this out? So what resources do we have? Things I wish I would have known earlier. Um, There are tons of great resources out there. Probably the one I would suggest well, there's tons of free resources out there. YouTube is super easy. Type in whatever you want. But one, I, I, the one I actually want to shout out right now is Fierce Connection. Fierce Connection is super, super good. It is a catalog of just education. So obviously, you saw me at Varsity U, which is a coaches yeah. conference. So they have all the varsity. They have all the old Varsity U conference. Like all the sessions are on there. And then they did a thing when Fierce Connection first started, they would go like, hey, Stingrays, can you make us all the level one stunt videos that you can and explain all the level one stunts? And so they went on and go, okay, this is a knee stunt. And this is where your base needs to be. This is where your flyer needs to be. And they and they would do that. Hey, Brandon All-Stars, can you guys make you know a level two tumbling video for us? 
and they would go, okay, here's how you do a back handspring. Uh, Spirit of Texas, can you guys show us how to do good jump? And they had all these different gyms doing all these different, you know, skills and progressions. Yeah. So there's a ton of stuff. There's a ton of stuff on Fierce Connection. And so it's a yearly subscription and you can go on there. And yeah, so that's a really, really good resource. One of like my favorite things that Debbie Love was on there, who's, you know, the tumbling coach in the, in the world. She's, you know, she's the gold standard, right? And she had taught me something. She had, she said this with a straight face, which it, it always makes me laugh. She was teaching this basket class and the coach was like, well, isn't that going to make them drop their shoulder? And she goes, you want them to drop their shoulder. An asymmetrical shape in the body creates a twist. And I remember when she said that, my mind went, now that might have been Chinese to you. But like when she said that, it like just opened up a whole new, I was like, oh my. So there's just so much good stuff on on Fierce Connection. So so Fierce Connection is really good. Um, uh, Shay runs a page. Uh, Shout out to Shay, who's a friend of the show. Shay, Tumbling Director, Brandon All-Stars, he runs a page called All-Star Coaches Tumbling or All-Star Cheer Tumbling or something like that. You, you know, find it on Facebook. But that's a really, really good resource for just everyone sharing tumbling drills. And, you know, they'll have questions. Hey, I can't figure out how to get this kid to, you know, twist. Or I can't see what's going on. And people will all comment on there. So that's a really good resource. When I, I don't really participate a lot in that one. But I do watch the videos and, you know, keep tabs on different drills and stuff like that. ASGA, you got to be a part of ASGA. It's just, you know, all it's, I feel like it's like the crazy mom of cheer group. There's there's a lot of drama that happens on there, but every so often you get a good nugget where you're like, okay, but it keeps me connected with, with what's going on in the industry. Hold on, I got to put my phone on. Do not disturb. Mm-mm-mm. The beauty of, of of editing, right? I know. I got a FaceTime the other day, and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> totally forgot to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> All right. Um, and then there are just the conferences. So Varsity U has a great conference. I just got back from the spring tumbling conference in Dallas, Texas. So that was really, really good. That was just solely based on tumbling. So that was super cool. Really, really good speakers there. I will be speaking at the Spirit Network in the Bahamas um, very, very soon. Yeah. So yeah, nice little Bahama, little cheercation there. So, but that's a great conference. Lots of, lots of great speakers, not talking even about myself. Lots of great speakers speak at that conference. And then, you know, one of these days, I'm actually going to make my way out to the spring conference in Canada. So there's the spring conference in Canada, which that someone tag or text or connect me. Actually, I have their number, but I need I need there to be a groundswell of people who say we need Jason speaking at the spring conference in Canada. I need to be on that. Lisa, Kenny, I need to be on it right now. So. Yeah, make it happen. But yeah, so, and this is this is the last thing I'll say with resources. One thing I did, actually, nope. One thing I did is, and I don't know if I've said this on a podcast before, but I wrote out a list 
I wrote a list A to Z and had questions. I, I made up a letter or made up a question for each letter. A, how do you hold athletes accountable? Uh, B, I don't know. Do you make your kids wear bows at practice? That wasn't the question. I just can't think of what it was, you know. Right. And I, and I literally tried to come up with a question A to Z. And then I called coaches I knew around the country, right? And because of places I cheered, and I cheered at some pretty good programs, like my college, yeah. my all-star teams, and, and I did Team USA. So I was able to make some really good connections and know coaches at all these different places. And Action Spirit, shop Action Spirit. Anyway, so I call coaches I know from everywhere. Stingrays, Ice, Cheer Athletics, uh, Spirit of Texas, right? All these places. And I go and have sit-down conversations. Shout out to Palm Beach Lightning. Shout out to Mike Collier as well. And, and I just asked all those questions. So I spent like an hour and a half talking, asking all these questions. And that was super, super valuable. Like the stuff I heard from everyone was great. So that's what I would do if I were a brand new coach. Um, things I wish I knew earlier. Chris, somewhere we're going to get to you. I know I'm long-winded. That's why I have a podcast. No, See, you it's make okay. TikToks, you're short-winded. I'm long-winded. Yeah. Like I have the hour format. <laughs> Ready? So um, things I wish I knew earlier. When I left CBU, I coached college cheerleading for six years. When I left CBU and came to American as the director, the associate athletic director said, Jason, if you're going to be, you know, a, not a leader, but if you're going to be managing people, you need to get this book, Crucial Conversations. Oh, and he I takes love the book, book. Love it. Takes it off his bookshelf, hands it to me. Actually, he said I needed to get it. So I wrote it down in my notes. And then like the next day, he actually decided to give it to me. He wrote a little note for me in there, right? So I leave it on my bookshelf forever. And this is a story for another day. But we end up losing all of our staff when I first came over to American. Like we lost like nine staff members from May to September. Yeah. So I realized I need to learn how to have crucial conversations, right? <laughs> After we lost like those last ones, I was like, I need to learn how to have these crucial conversations with adults. It's not easy to have them with kids, right? But right. I, like, I need to learn how to have these with like, with my, uh, the people on staff, right? So I read that book, wish I would have read that earlier. Um, so that's like the only real regret. Uh, you know, the only thing I would take back and wish I had known earlier is I wish I would have read that book sooner. But other than that, there's nothing I would really take back just because it's led me to where I am. To, like, I had to go through those moments to get to where I am That's now. a major so, age as a coach. Yeah, for sure. So, Chris, let's throw it to you. What, you know, resources oh. for parents? What advice? I have to say that um, something that struck me about her, or I say her, could be a he, but the question from the coach was they had just gotten back their love of cheer. And it made me, my first initial thing was whatever made you lose your love of cheer. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's right. Number one thing be, um, if you lost your love of cheer, don't do whatever it was that coach did or that situation, you know, actively try not to do that. Um, otherwise the, Two main things I thought of was you understand cheer, so take some time to learn about coaching. That doesn't have to be from a cheer coach. Um, Tony Dungy of 
the Indianapolis Colts, um, Bobby Cox from the Atlanta Braves, um, or just leaders. I love um, Tiki Barber of the New York Giants wrote a great, his autobiography is phenomenal, but he talks about Eli Manning as a leader and what he saw uh, as the quarterback, you know, how he coached his team, how he brought together his team. So I think that looking at good leaders and good coaches from all sports can help you as you find your own voice, your own style as a coach. And then I think to find the more, I say more accessible, the coaches of the programs closer to you. Follow those social media teams. Follow teams on social media. And when you see kids that are happy because they are there, not just kids that are happy when they're winning, but kids that are happy in the program, kids that are happy when they're coming in second, kids that are enjoying themselves, those are the coaches and the programs you want to look at. You know, what is that coach doing? What is that program doing to make their kids love the sport, make their kids want to get out on the mat, even when they didn't win the last time, but they're ready to go back out there. Uh, So those were the two things that I kind of, you know, thought of when I looked at it was kind of not the cheerleading part, but the coaching, focusing on being a good coach and finding your style. I'm going to have to get that Tiki Barber book. I, I'm oh. a New York Giants fan. I'm a huge oh, Giants fan. And it, so my life is terrible because, you know, we are awful. But, yeah, so I, I love Tiki Barber. He's like one of my favorite, you know, all-time favorite Giants. But my real quick, year old is oh. named after Eli and Peyton's mother. Really? Yes. There Olivia, we go. Olivia Manning. So, so yeah, Grace yeah. Olivia is named after. I, I told That's you. really That's cool. That's why I read the book. <laughs> That's really cool. So tell me real quick with the, um, what do you wish you would have learned or knew sooner as a parent, like to other parents? I wish I would have known sooner that there, trust your coaches, but trust your instinct too. Um, there, don't ever try to step into the coaching realm when you don't understand it. Uh, your kid is doing two back handsprings. If you don't understand how back handsprings work, you don't need to be explaining to your child what they need to do better. Like let the mm-hmm. coach do that. But at the same time, um, I know I have friends who, who are like, oh, my kid has, comes up crying after every practice because the coach is yelling at her and scream. Why? No, we don't allow this. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to put your foot down about things that you know aren't right also. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had been able, you talk about the crucial conversations book, having those conversations, I think, especially when you have young children. So your coaches tend to be very young coaches. It's okay to go to the director and say, Hey, I just, this type of situation, these, the way they spoke to a five-year-old or a six-year-old Maybe you need to step in and coach them on how to coach. Mm -hmm. Um, It's okay to do those things. But at the same time, when it's an older kid or a coach that's, you know, they're an excellent coach, step back and let those coaches do their job. You're paying them lots and lots of money for their expertise. Let them use that expertise 
And that, yeah, note, you know, especially for team placement. Oh my gosh, people are making teams right now. And I know everyone's like, my child should be a level seven. Your child doesn't have a front walkover. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I Believe me, I know. Believe me, I know. <laughs> so, and you know what's about that, that same thing is lots of coaches understand the hard skills Like you said, there are a lot of young coaches in the industry, right? And they understand the hard skills. They understand how to teach a back walkover, or they understand what a full-up grip is, and they understand, like, what it takes to be a competitor and all these things. They understand, like, those real hard skills. But young coaches especially really lack the soft skills as far as how their delivery makes an impact on – on the athletes, right? And how the athlete's going to take that and managing, you know, the team and team dynamics and all those things. And we learn by doing, right? And yep. the reason why, you know, I said I wouldn't take anything back is because the reason I'm sitting here now as the director of the program is more or less our owner. We had lots of different programs or lots of different locations when I was at PCM, nine locations at our biggest. And so our owners are running around, chicken's head cut off, right? They're everywhere. And we're really at the gym by ourselves. And, you know, parents would take up their issues directly directly with me. And I'm like thinking, I don't, okay, yeah, I guess that was wrong, right? And it was through that, like, that's how I cut my teeth in the industry, right? It was like right. dealing with parents one-on-one and being like, okay, don't do that anymore, right? I'm tired of sitting in these meetings. I don't need to sit in these <laughs> meetings anymore. And, you know, kind of learning through that whole thing. And so, and I, you know, I got in trouble a lot as a kid. I wasn't a bad kid. I just did like just dumb stuff as a kid. Um, like in I class. I got a boy, I understand. Right? Yeah. And so like, I was used to getting yelled at all the time. So by then, <laughs> but you know, when I was sitting in these parent meetings, like I was, I felt like I was impervious to being yelled at. I was like, oh, I, I get yelled at worse than this all the time. But you know, kind of, I kind of learned and, and got the message through it. Right? So, Anyway, all right, dude, that was some good stuff. So let's move on. Let's talk about your um let's talk about your page. Let's talk about the experience you've had on the page. Um, I'm sure at this point you're getting recognized at competitions and you're going and people so how is that experience? Can I tell me about being a cheer mom, but now getting recognized at competitions and how's that like kind of what's that dynamic been like? Um, That is crazy is what that dynamic has been like. I, uh, because you're supposed to be like a mom, right? Right. right. (laughs) Exactly. I, I'm a mom. I'm here. You know, I think the funniest times are when I'm in the middle of being a mom. Uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of brushing hair and trying to get the bow in and I'll have somebody come over and be like, oh my gosh, hi. Uh, or I'm, you know, in the, there was one time at cheer sport, I'm carrying all the props for our team. I'm following the team. And this mom stops me and she's like, my daughter really wants a picture. And I'm like, I'm uh, with me. Like yeah. with me, I'm, I'm literally just a mom. So, you know, those things are still, I don't know that I'll ever be comfortable thinking that anyone w- wants that. But at the same time, it's so nice to talk to those kids and those athletes and those parents. And then on the other side, we were sitting in the baseball stadium at Summit uh, with my team that I'm the rep, that I was the rep for. 
and waiting, you know, for them to announce. And these people, these three athletes came up and asked for a photo with me. And I was like, oh, of course, you know, great. And then I looked at my kids because they're all my kids, all 30 of the girls. And I was mm-hmm. like, why can't y'all see how cool I am? Right. <laughs> <laughs> y'all should be so happy that I'm this cool. And they were like, oh, Miss Chris. Right. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's both sides to that. Uh, I think it's, it's more than I ever expected. You know, I think when you start anything, um, just the, you know, my goal was to get a thousand followers because at a thousand mm-hmm. followers, you can go live on TikTok. And so that was my, that was my goal. And then when I hit 10,000, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I can't yeah. believe there are 10,000 people who care about what I have to say. Um, and from there, All-Star World, the Open Championship, actually asked me to come out and come to All-Star World this year. They gave me the ability to just go around and do TikToks anywhere, be anywhere, be back in the back, meet the kids, meet the coaches. And through that, I think I found that I really enjoy having that voice. I enjoy Mm -hmm. being able to demystify cheerleading on a large scale and yeah I just it's it just keeps growing it feels like after that came the new varsity score sheet and the viral TikTok and it just keeps getting keeps getting better so that's kind of you know it's a it's a unique blend I think you were talking about earlier you know everything that happened to you set you up for where you are right now I don't think going back and saying, um, I'm a mascot, I'm a theater person with improv. I, you know, these are all, I'm a, I do business classes. I've got business that all these things would ever come together in such a way, but really it's exactly what makes this work for me. I'm comfortable Mm -hmm. getting in front of a camera. I'm comfortable talking. I'm comfortable doing the research. I'm comfortable meeting people and asking questions and getting answers. And so you know, and it's some uh, something I love. So that's kind of, it all set me up to be where I am. No, for sure. All right, so let's talk. You you brought something up that I, I saw that you were all Star Worlds, but now I'm realizing, yeah, but you had kids at Summit. So tell me about All Star Worlds. How, how was it? So All Star World, no S, that's what. That's all Star World. World. Yeah, we have to, we have to not put an S on it. Um, <laughs> So for being an event in its second year, I was absolutely blown away. I think it's extremely well run. I think there are a lot of really, really great highlights there. Um, My children did not go. I was purely there as an invited guest. Uh, So I had no quote unquote skin in the game. I didn't have anybody, you know, who was there to, to win or not. I thought that the fact that their first time they had 400 teams and their second time they had over 1,200 teams, mm-hmm. that is a huge scale up. There are yeah. definitely things that as a company and as a experience they can work on and improve. But I think they recognize where those things are and how to improve them Mm -hmm. the next year. 
for me, getting to see these kids go upstairs, they, they win top three, they go upstairs, there's a room for champions that's got giant stages and banners. You get your medal, you get your ring immediately. And these were gorgeous rings. I mean, heavy, yeah. multicolored, multicolored gemstones. You know, I think there's something special about that. And they allowed the parents and coaches time to embrace that. You know, we talk mm -hmm. about these end of season events and it really allowed it to be an end of season event. I yeah. was up there more than once and I got to watch these coaches say goodbye to this team. You know, they, mm -hmm. they're all holding their rings. The parents are there. They're all together. And, and it felt like a culmination of a whole season's worth of work being rewarded in the moment that yep. it was accomplished. So I thought All-Star World as a whole, and plus, this is my biggest thing. There was coffee that was delicious, and there was lots and lots and lots of food choices. As a yep. mom, that is how I judge competitions. How many food choices are you giving me, and how quickly can I get coffee? Right. And there we go. So. <laughs> I know. The food choice. It's like, I can't wait. To, yeah, I can't wait to go to Summit. That way I get that. That uh, crab, the the cousin's lobsters or whatever yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> Those lobster rolls. 16 bucks a pop, though. I ain't mean, rich. Um, so now we're totally off cup because I'm really interested Ooh. in hearing this. Give me what does All-Star World do better than Summit and what does Summit do better than All-Star World? Okay. Um, obviously I'm going to say right Worlds. Now, Worlds Summit. just goes off the tongue a little more. Right. Yeah, I know. It does. We call it a... <laughs> So it, I've seen it um, ASW, kind of like you go. say NCA or UCA, ASW seems to be coming the better vernacular for it. Yeah. Uh, but I would say that Summit is still the quote unquote premier event. I think people forget that Summit is only 10 years old. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's been around since the 40s, you know, and <laughs> oh, but Summit has done... Yeah, it's not as old as any of these competitions. No, no. It's not as old as UCA, NCA, cheer. It's not as old as any of our competitions. It's, it's you know, it's so funny is, like, with our parents, we've tossed around the idea of, like, not going to Summit. Or when they took youth away from Summit, their parents right. like, no, she's not going to go to Summit. I'm like, there's a brand new... Con like, I didn't go to Summit. We never had... There's, like, a new right. competition. Right. Like, they're going to be okay not going to the Summit, right? It's a new competition. So, anyway, go ahead. So... By that, um, I think that at this point, though, the idea of Summit is still that it is the cream of the crop. Yep. And I think that right now is what Varsity has over ASW, or what Summit has over ASW. Um, I think in terms of the awards ceremonies, so not the after awards, but the actual award ceremonies, ASW did not scale up well this year. They, mm -hmm. they just did not have that planned as well as they needed to. Whereas Summit has got that down to a science. You know, they're going to get the teams up. They're going to say the names. They're going to get them off stage. We're moving quickly. Shoot the confetti cannons. Next, next, next. Yep. Um, ASW had a couple of really difficult times um, with their award ceremonies. 
Uh, I do not get to see behind the scenes at Summit, so I don't get to see the warm-up room. However, I thought, based on what I saw at Jamfest and Cheer Sport, both the warm-up rooms that I did see, so varsity run warm-up rooms, I thought ASW had an equally great warm-up area, uh, the way they had everything spread out, uh, the way they kept people on the mats. I think everybody got good time from a coach's perspective, mm -hmm. good time on all the mats, good time in warm-ups. Um, something I thought ASW did better than Summit is the little things. Um, for instance, when the kids came back, you know, after you get off stage, you get that three minutes in front of the screen to watch your routine. Mm -hmm. They had sunglasses, heart sunglasses in every single color you could imagine. And the kids not only, you know, were back there, but they got to pick out a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. That is a, such a minor For thing. For sure. But the kids but they walk out and they're feeling themselves. Yeah. Right. It was an added, you know, one of those little added bonuses. Um, I thought in terms of signage, oh my gosh, ASW hands down. Best signage. I knew where I was going. I knew where everything was. Um, they had a great vendor hall. Varsity mm -hmm. does not. Summit has, you know, the one store. Whereas ASW had Rebel there. They had Infinity there. They had um, at least two other clothing type places there. Uh, no Limit Sportswear, which I adore. I don't know. Are you familiar mm -hmm. with No Limit Sportswear? I'm only uh, aware of the No Limit Soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> no Sorry. Limit Sportswear is the, is the company that does... The shoes designed by Top Gun. Okay, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, there we go. So this was ASW this year was their launch for all their clothing and backpacks and and their shoes being where you could you know pick them up and touch them. I that was my favorite place there because it was the first time I'd ever walked into a booth and it was completely. Gender neutral is the best thing mm -hmm. I can say. Everything is there, mint green, camouflage, black and white. Yep. And yes, they had women's cuts and men's cuts, and they had women's shoes and men's shoes, and they had backpacks. But it was the first time that it was like, we are here for the athlete, whoever the athlete is. So that's, mm -hmm. my, that's my totally unsolicited no limit sportswear uh, <laughs> speaking. <clears throat> this episode but, has been brought to you by No Limit. Right. right. <laughs> I think that with that variety, ASW has a leg up. Also, when you went to warm-ups, your team stopped and took a team photo. By the yeah. time you got off stage, that photo was ready to hand to you. Nice. And if anyone, if you wanted any other photos, they were $25. $25 mm -hmm. for a team photo, and these were long photos. Like all the kids standing up and, you know, the, the serious poses with the arms crossed type of thing. Yep. I'm gorgeous. With the team name on them and everything. You there got go. them immediately. I think if anybody out there is still waiting on rings from Jam Fest or Cheer Sport and goodness knows Summit, there's a level of instant gratification 
as a parent, you spend so much money on these events. I just want my things in my hand. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so I think those are the things that I think ASW did better than Summit. Um, Summit is a big event. Summit, you know, oh, and I would be remiss to not say Summit not having dedicated parent sections. Mm -hmm. The fight to get to see your kid, especially in Arena East and Arena West, is ridiculous. Whereas ASW had some of the best ushers that I have seen at any competition. And I've done non-varsity competitions also this yeah. past year. Any competition, their ushers made sure that parents were up front, ready to watch their kids, and then they moved them out of the way and got the next team there. I didn't see a single parent even come close to missing their child at ASW, whereas that is a consistent issue with Summit, especially yeah. in Arena East and Arena West. You are fighting to try to get up close to see your kid. So from a parent go. perspective, that's huge with the amount of from, money we spent. From the mouth of babes. <laughs> so. so, all right. Um, I, I, I want to talk more about ASW Summit, but we got other things to talk about. So we might need to have oh. you back on again. and Anytime. And we, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll hold you to that. So let's move to the what's popping with the parents. So right here, this is where you present something that's going on with your parents' pages, maybe something you're seeing in your comments. But you sent this one to me, and I thought, oh, this I should actually present this to you because this is really talking to, to parents. I don't really want my advice on this. So, so I'll read this to you, and we'll get your response on this. So um, here we go. Seeking advice, what is the shelf life of a cheerleader, all-star, an all-star cheerleader? Did any make it to senior year or eighth grade? Do any do high school cheer only? Went on to cheer in college? What was the journey like? Or did you take a season off? Younger cheer parents. Oh, sorry, I'm a younger cheer parent here. Daughter is in the, her fourth season of all-star cheer. She started at five. Now she is eight. How do kids make it through... 8 to 10 to 15 plus years old, right? Um, parents who made it this far, how did you survive? Got any tips, any nuggets, any advice, appropriate pace? Of How do you avoid burnout, peaking too early, tumbling blocks, injuries? They want to know everything. They do. And tips for parents uh, making it this long. We are following our daughter's lead without pushing. She has a desire, or she hasn't had any desire to try any other sports yet. All right, Chris, all you. So I think there's a couple of different ways to come at this. Number one, injury. First of all, cheerleading is the most dangerous sport for girls in the United States, just like football is the most dangerous sport for boys. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can eliminate injuries. You can, however, prevent certain injuries because you learn proper technique day one. My feeling is, and one of the reasons we are at Star Athletics and we're with the coaches we're with, is because you are going to have perfection before progression. Your forward roll needs to look good before you move on. Your front walkover needs to look good before you move on. The technique needs to be proper because skills build on each other. And 
as long as you're at a gym where you where real the quick, coach, real quick, real quick, yeah. we got to say that again. Bah, 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 bah. The technique needs to be proper because skills build on each other. Yes. Yeah. Skills build on each other. The technique Perfection. has to be proper. Just throwing it out there. Perfection before progression. That is a huge thing at our gym. Um, which is why the level one and two teams are competitive because you've got perfection. But I think that when the coaches are making sure that the kids are doing the lower level skills right, when they get to the point where they're twisting their body in the air and they're throwing themselves up to land, they will, they will instinctively do what's right because that's the only thing they know. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be doing, because I think a lot of your injuries come from sloppy technique as you get more um, adventurous with your <laughs> skills. Uh, my second thing is have a family life outside of cheer. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a family that is more involved in cheer than me and my kids. But you know what? We're taking a year driving around the United States because that's what's best for our family. We actually have, um, excuse me, we actually have private set up in gyms because, you know, I want my kids to maintain their skills. But most importantly is sitting down with my kids and having family game night, um, going on hikes in the woods, playing in the pool. We had a botany class yesterday where we learned about different leaves and bark on trees. That has nothing to do with cheer. But I want my kids to have memories of their childhood that's not just mm-hmm. cheerleading. That, they're too young for that. Absolutely too young for that. Uh, and then, you know, listen to your kids' goals. Make sure they have great coaches. Something that Archie Manning, Peyton and Eli Manning's father said, is that your child, if they have a natural talent, that's not going to go away. And they actually strongly suggest, the Manning family, that no child plays organized football before seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Because you need to learn to love it before you put in half, before it becomes a grind, before it becomes work. And I think cheerleading in some ways is the same way. Don't push your kid to be on an elite team when they're five and six years old. Do the tiny novice. Do a prep team. Let them learn to love the sport. So when they're 15, 16, 17, 18, and it's a grind, because let's face it, those level five and six teams, sometimes practice is just a grind. Yeah. They will have a love for the sport to carry them through those times. So. Excellent point. Because it becomes, you know, once we get to these higher levels, and, you know, the teams are competitive, right? You're trying to go, and, and I'll even say, not even like the five and six, but teams that are trying to go and win NCA. You're not yeah. winning NCA because of the love of the sport, right? You're, you're winning because right. you are sacrificing, you know, you're making sacrifices, right? It's a grind at that point. And yep. so, you know, the grind isn't, you know, we don't want to grind 24-7. Like, that is exhausting, And if your kids are always on that grind, they are going to, you know, get burned out. Right. So we'd have a point of the seat or point in their career 
where they fall in love with the actual sport, right? They fall right. in love with the sport and then they don't mind the grind as much or, or it doesn't wear on them as quickly because they haven't been grinding since, you know, whenever. Well, right? and they so, understand what the grind is for. Yep. They truly understand. For sure. What they're, what that ring stands for, what that means when you, mm-hmm. you know, get it. There you go. Excellent points. All right, so let's hop back over to the um, the TikTok. Sounds like things have been going going great, but tell me about some of the negative. You know what's been like not so great with having the the TikTok. I'm sure the comments are. I'm sure you have plenty of great comments. Do you have some negative comments as well? I I absolutely do. Uh, anytime we talk about boys in cheer, there's always the negative comments, um, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. It is something I don't understand how fathers, especially, is what it seems like, can be so adverse to their sons cheering in high school, but have zero issue four months later when their son is at an SEC school, and I'm from the South, so, you know, and they're cheering Mm -hmm. on the sidelines of, you know, Alabama or Georgia. Those, there's no difference, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. It's, It's not... So there are definitely negative comments. Um, I make it a big point on my page that it is a safe place for everyone. Um, And so I am probably quicker to delete certain comments than other people might be. Mm Because we're just not, there's not enough time in this life to just let hate simmer. Those can just go away. Now, by the same token, sometimes I'll have people who just insists that I'm wrong about something. Mm -hmm. And I, in two years, have learned that they think I'm wrong because they truly believe they're right. So the best thing to do is take a deep breath and say, do I have the knowledge and the skills and the information to back up what I believe? And this is normally about really teams or what level is a skill appropriate, you know? And sometimes it's like, hold on. I'm talking about this. You're talking about that. These are two different things. We're not discussing the same thing. So trying to navigate, you know, that a little bit. Um, And then I have, I feel like as an adult, I have to be very cautious who I follow back on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Instagram is not as much the same because most kids on Instagram are posting photos and it's easy Mm -hmm. to just not like a photo if it's not an appropriate photo. TikTok, because it's, everything is so much more accepted there, it feels like. The, The language, the songs, the videos, that's, that's really hard. Like I try not to follow back a lot of youth because I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm having to make a judgment call. That's Mm -hmm. not my place. I just don't, I just don't want to do it. So I would say that's the, the more the downside. Um, And then I finally gotten to the size. I'm at almost 17,000 followers now where when I go live and I'm talking, I'll have what we call trolls. Those people that yep. are just coming on to be obnoxious. Um, and I have just great- want to hate. 
They yeah. do. And I have great moderators um, that I know in real life that will usually be on and they'll just handle it. So I don't have to mm -hmm. turn away from the positivity or whatever exciting things we're talking about to deal with it. It's just dealt with for me. So that was yeah. a big, that was a big thing for me. There we go. All right. So real, last, not the last, but we've talked about this a couple of times. Well, you've brought it up. You have sons in the sport. Cheer boy, mom. <laughs> Unique name, right? And right. it was funny, the video, I haven't seen, a, I saw like the, your most recent videos. So your daughter, like doing the, the progression skills, right? Yeah. Here's all the level two skills, right? I'm like, that's not a boy, right? And anyway, so tell me about the name Cheer Boy Mom. Why are we Cheer Boy Mom? You know, talk, talk to me about it. And you've brought up boys in the sport a couple of times. So, so I feel like there's a yeah. story here. Because I started out with a boy, um, Carter. The first gym that he took lessons at flat out told us they would not put him on a team. They were an all-girl mm -hmm. gym and they would not have a co-ed team. And because he was in high school, he was already getting close to that junior-senior age cutoff. Um, so we went, we changed gyms, went to another gym. He lucked out, had two boys on the prep team that he was on. One of those mm -hmm. boys, still one of his best friends was on steel for two seasons and is actually on TGLC this year. So yep. done great. Uh, the other boy just made, well, I cannot tell you because team reveal has not happened yet, but the other boy is doing extremely well at star athletics <laughs> um, where Carter is coaching and Carter is coaching. So I just feel like it was a Carter always had another boy on the team. Yeah. So I was able to deal with other boy parents, talk to other boy parents. Um, it was hard, but it wasn't, it wasn't super difficult because there were other boy moms there. My nine-year-old started when he was six. It was awful. He has never had another boy on his team. Um, he loves cheering. He enjoys actually being out on stage, on the mat. He, he loves that part. He likes flying. But the way people, the way grown people talk to him at competitions or when they found out he was a cheerleader... I'm like, you have a very inappropriate discussion about my son's romantic life because he yeah. chooses to cheer at his age. That is, says a lot more about you than it does about my son. Mm -hmm. But it is turned into me just, there's just ways we can do things better. It is, it is a language change. It's calling them athletes not girls the athletes mm -hmm. on the team um it is when it's time to hand out presents you know the the gifts before competition it can't always be a bow yeah. my, and my kid my son does not want another pair of silly socks mm -hmm. you know think outside the box um and we are lucky that we have coaches that actively try to protect the boys in our gym they actively make sure they're included. But parents need to do better. And other gyms of outside needs to do better. And so that has been a lot of my driving forces. Even when I'm talking about girls, 
it's still talking about athletes. We're talking about mm -hmm. athletes, male and female athletes. We're talking about what can we do to better the sport for all the athletes. Um, that's, that's where my heart is. That's where, you know, cheer boy mom came from because I wanted to make sure that when I spoke, everyone understood the perspective that I was coming from. Yeah. Four cheer, four competition cheerleaders, half of my kids are boys. Yep. I don't just have, you know, the one little boy that dr gets drug along. No, my family is a cheer family made up of four athletes. So yep. that's, there that was go. really where that came from. Good stuff. Cheer boy, mom. That's where you guys can follow her on TikTok. Is there anything else we should, we should talk about? Anything else on your heart right yep. now? I feel like we could talk forever, Jason. So at some point we just have we to, could. you know make it fit into one we'll, podcast yeah we'll do it yeah we'll do it again we'll make sure it happens um but chris you have been fantastic you are wait tell the people where they can follow you i know we already said cheer boy mom but if cheer there's boy anything mom else on tiktok uh cheer boy mom on instagram and then cbm travels also on tiktok for here our we go what cbm travels about uh, that is us in this rv for the next uh 320 days yeah, we so you're going, just documenting the whole thing. Yep, the whole thing. And cheer gems along the way. So we've had a lot of fun getting to stop at some and getting to meet those kids and the, those athletes, those coaches, and see their facilities. There we go. So if uh, Bakersfield is on the uh, destination, feel free to reach out. And you guys, are, you know, you're welcome at the gym anytime. Love and it. you're welcome on the podcast anytime. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Thanks, Jason, for having me. Gym owners, directors, coaches, can you relate to this? You say to yourself, this season is going to be different. We're going to get all of our teams on the same page. Or maybe you're saying, we're going to get all of our coaches on the same page. You look out as the teams are practicing or maybe as they are competing and you know you can do more. Let me help you. I work with several gyms, large and small, each season, whether it's the summer and we do a coaches clinic or a stunt camp, or it's during the season and we do an in-person routine cleaning. I even do routine video reviews if you're just looking for some thorough feedback of the routine. You send me your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with everything I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have worked with have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D2 summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkinsatme.com or you can DM me on Instagram at Jason Larkins. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.